question is I'm currently doing a premarital course. I want to marry my girlfriend. But the realities of marriage is scaring me. Is this normal? Am I ready for marriage? I read it again, I read it again, and Todd's gonna pull it in the comments. I'm currently doing a premarital course, and I want to marry my girlfriend. So I presume they're engaged. But the realities of marriage is scaring me. Is this normal? Am I ready for marriage? Wow. I like this. I like this. I like this. Everyone's saying good question. Guys, bring more questions like this. These are, these are constructive, beneficial, edifying questions. And, and, you know, I'm talking from a man's perspective because it is still Men's Monday. Wolf, wolf, don't know. Um, and, yeah, this is a good question. You know what? I went through the, a similar scenario. And my scenario wasn't necessarily the reality of marriage. I think it was almost like um, a, a reality of, like, um, I was having, you know, dreams and, 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 and you know, suppressed thoughts of, 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 of the reality of like, you know, what, um, of, of, of repeating what I saw growing up. So I, I had dreams of me and Susan fighting, you know, you know, physical, like domestic, you know, all, all those types of stuff. And, and, you know, that's not my inclination. That's not my nature. That's not who I am. You know, not necessarily a violent person, so to speak. You know, I'm I'm a strong person, um, um, but the reality was that thing dawned on me, and it was almost three months away. And I thought, rah, like, am I gonna do it again? Am I gonna repeat the very thing that I don't want to be? You know, um, and it, it took you know, you know, us talking through premarital counselling. You know, me actually releasing that area of my heart of fear onto the Lord. And um, like Sharon said just now, if you're not scared, you're not taking marriage seriously. And I think the real purpose and goal of marriage is that it's not like you're going to be, you don't, it's not like you have to be this complete thing before you cross over. It's, it's, it's actually asking yourself if you love this woman and if you're really willing to, 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 to do what this is to do with women, you have the perfect ingredient to make your marriage work. You are ready because you are willing. And that fear that we feel or nervousness is a very natural thing to do when we're about to do something that requires courage. And to be courageous is feeling the fear of what you're about to do, but doing it anyway. And I think, you know, you have to measure also the fear whether you know is it a fear of you're hearing things that you've never heard before and you're like can i do it or are you hearing things i, I have to say this that you have heard before and you ain't been doing it and you are realizing that the effects of not doing it are where you are now i think it's key that you acknowledge what is the root of your fear 
You do understand what I mean as, as well. So I hope you guys hear where I'm coming from because there are types of fairs that we ought to have that are healthy, which is the fair that, you know, you're about to do something new and courageous and you feel that you're like, wow, and you're, but you do it. And it's a, there's a fair where you know you've done something wrong. So that's what I'll submit to you. The fair is definitely normal. I don't think I've met anybody um, that has not been, has any element of nervousness or I've had to be like, wow, I'm really doing this. I think most guys I've met have been like that. But check the root of your fair. And I really feel like to say this. Is it the fair of not doing what you know you should have done and you're realizing the consequences of it now? Or is it the natural fear of the reality of that you're thinking, wow, can I do this? And my bro, if you've been willing to go on a knee, if you're willing to acknowledge that you have this fear, but if, you're, if you love that wife, and, and, and I'm going to echo love this, this woman, because that is the ingredient that Paul gives to us as men. The first part of the instructions to us as men was to love our wives as Christ loved the church. And if you have that in any capacity, bro, married with willingness, married with humility, married with a, with a heart that is submitted to the Lord, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. I hope that answers the question. If anybody else has anything to ask to that question, in the, please type it in the comments in the YouTube. I will gladly reference to it. But literally, man, them, it's normal to feel, wow, it's normal to, to to have a bit of a nervousness, you know. It's a bit it's a bit normal. Well, not as you know, I, I don't know if it's normal to have cold feet, but it's really normal to think, rah, and you need, and you need your boy to come and be like, Ayo, you got this. It's normal. It's normal. It's normal. It's normal. It's normal. It's normal. It doesn't mean you're not ready. It means that you're 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 hitting it. You've got an epiphany, a reality check of the cost of the price of the value, of the seriousness. Ask my groomsmen, any that asked me, I told him I was sober. I had to deep what I was about to do this season. I said, fam, the question I asked myself to see if I was ready was that, if this woman never changed, would I still be okay with it? And my answers to that question was what enabled me to um, actually be able to um, cross over the line. And the answer was yes, obviously, guys. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, the man that counts the cost well. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. Thank you, bro. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right, next question. Next question. And I'm going to bring on some, some people soon. Hopefully, my brother, number two, is ready. Recently broke up with a girl who I think was the right woman, wrong time. How do I grow as a man? We're constantly thinking about her during this time of singleness. I'm going to say it again. Recently broke up with a girl who I thought was the right woman at the wrong time. You know, I love Christians, but we've got, we've, we've got like a, a phrase for everything, but <laughs> right woman, wrong time. How do I grow as a man? We're constantly thinking about her, where I am constantly thinking about her, sorry, during this time of singleness. Wow. I feel like going for a juggler and be like, man, you got a soul tie. 
but I don't want to start any beef tonight about that. So, um, yeah, so, but serious question. Um, I think, um, it's a good question, you know, still. Um, I would say, you know, um, how do you grow as a man where you're constantly thinking about her? I mean, fam, you, you, you were clearly wit, you're clearly in love, you know, you recently just broke up. Uh, you know, I, I don't think you're going to get over her anytime soon. But I don't think that hampers your growth as a man. I think growing as a man involves you actually actually handling and managing these circumstances in your life where you actually feel these things and you're actually doing the right thing with these things. And the right thing with, of, in, in this area, I would say, is that this is a time for you to stay close to, to men that you trust. This is a time for you to be vulnerable with men that you trust. This is a time for you to allow men to speak into you in this time that will give you real sound counsel. Because I really feel like you're in a vulnerable place right now in your singleness. You know, you still got in your mind that she's the right one. So you're still thinking in the future, we're going to get together. You've got this premises of it's the wrong time, you know, you know, which is a lovely Christian thing to say. Um, and then I, I feel like because of that dilemma you have there, you also have a battle in your mind in regards to how to let go of this girl, knowing that you've known, believing that you think that she was right for you, but it wasn't the right time. And I think what you need to really do, bro, is that fully let go and trust God that if it is the right woman, you know, God in his infinite wisdom and, 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 and love and grace and mercy in his sovereignty, you know, will allow the opportunity for that to come. But relinquish your control, relinquish your pain, relinquish all of those feelings you have and give it over to God. You know, put yourself in the hands of, of men and, and, and uh, of trustful, faithful, integral men who can speak to you and, and hold you in. And I'm saying that on purpose because if you isolate yourself with her constant on your mind, you may end up going back to her. I don't know why you broke up with her. You haven't really gone into that story a bit, so I need to know more about that. And I don't want you to be in a cycle or to repeat something and not what to do. So I need you to have heirs that are hearing sound wisdom and counsel. I need you to understand that with time, you will gradually get over as you apply the sound counsel. I need you also to let go of her in your heart because you have convinced yourself she is right and it's the wrong time. And I don't think until you relinquish the right woman, I don't think you're going to let go of it being on your mind all the time because you're thinking about how I'm going to get back with her in the future. So let it go. Live in the present, live in the now, focus on yourself and time will be a revealer of what's to come. Emmanuel said it will get easier, but he needs to endure. Learning to endure her will help his growth as a man, not hinder his growth as a man. 100% bro, that's right. Guys, I need to understand, every failure... Every part of your life that is broken is not to judge you or to make you feel you are beneath. It's just another opportunity, another way for you to grow and to flourish as a man. Men, especially as Christian men, we need to approach and every situation that we find ourselves in, good or bad, as an opportunity to grow, to gain wisdom. We are going to make mistakes. We are going to do some madnesses. I'm not prophesying. I'm just telling you real life. And we must have a posture of humility, not to be 
Woe is me and wallowing our despair. But to ask God, give me wisdom. To be like David, it was good that I was afflicted. Huh? I was to learn your precepts, uh, to find God in the midst of darkness and, uh, and pain and, 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 and disappointment. Is in those times that we really know him. It's in those dark moments that we see the light. So I want you not to feel like the down moments in life are complete. They're the best times to know yourself and to know him. In Jesus' name. Oh, I feel like I'm about to preach tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. That's right. All things working together for the good of those who love God according, according to his purpose. The question would be, would you ever be ready? Okay, let me see. Sorry, guys. You are in his comments writing some stuff. How do you know you have found the one? Asking for a future because I don't feel ready for a relationship. Huh. I, I purposely said at the beginning of the session today, but I don't want no questions about the one. <laughs> How do you know you found the one? Because it's the one that you love. I, I mean, if we, if, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the girls can help me with this question, Sha. I, 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 I'm over this question so much so because I feel this question has made us fixated on, on one thing to the point whereby it's like, we walk ever and tread so ever carefully for this one thing. And I, and I think a lot of us live like we've missed the one thing. And therefore, we're not even really progressing in the area of getting to know and to, to, to explore, to adventure, to even try and fail. It's almost as if like one, one, one. I'm just like, ain't healthy. It ain't, it ain't healthy. I don't know why I'm saying that tonight, but it ain't healthy. So, you know get me like I, 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 i'm not against the one it's just she's the one that i chose you know that's that's my answer so yeah literally um yeah so diamond kids you know I, I would advise you to pray you know fast you know give you a christian answer pray fast and wait for the angel of the cloud to say she's the one and that's how you know or you could be courageous you know you can look at her character you could measure her against the word you, you, you can actually know yourself. And I said to all my guys, Adam knew who he was. And we can hear that because when he saw his wife, Eve, he said, well, her name was woman first. It was that he said, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Adam saw, Adam knew himself and was able to identify, you know, himself in his wife. So I'm thinking, it ain't about how do you know they found the one. Do you even know who you are? And when you know who you are, it will be very easy for you to suffer the woman that you need. That's how you should measure it, bro. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. No more questions on the one. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay. I got you, bro. One person. Okay. But like a few women that you like to make. Yeah. Cool. I hope my answer helped you there. You know, if it didn't help me, but if I wasn't being helpful, let me know. But I hope it did. I think it did. I think it would. And I think more and more, I really um, push for men to really know themselves more than to, um, you know, to, to look for someone. Because I feel like the, the, the ability to know yourself, you know, will define where you're going, will define what you're about. It will define your interests, it will define your, your, your boundaries. And once you have that as a man, it's able to, you're able to really see what, what kind of woman can fit, so to speak, in those things or can 
enable those things? You know, and does that does this mirror or does this you know comply? Is does this does this work with who it is that you're doing with? You know, I really tell people that you know, like marriage is an investment. You know, I tell my wife like I'm, I'm going to teach my kids like, look, when you marry someone, you're you're making a financial investment, an emotional investment, you're making a, a life investment. So the same way you treat investors, the same way you go to different houses to find a house, the same way you 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 fix up the CV to get a job, the same, treat the same scrutiny when choosing a partner. And I think in Christendom, and I think in last four weeks, we have found out that um, some of us are a bit too shallow when it comes to us really, you know making wise and good investments we, we our, our criteria is off it's just straight carnal you know man i'm telling you bruv he married the wrong one god bless your life the back, problem said it's better for a man to live in the corner of an attic than with a with a with a with a moaning wife all about Shanda. Oh, Sandaya. Hey. Hallelujah. Anyway, next question. Um, okay, cool. Good one. If a man has no job or solid income, is he worthy of a romantic relationship? Does his value come from his income or potential or neither? I'm going to say it again. If a man has no job, let me, let me read it slowly. If a man has no job <laughs> or solid income, say his income fluctuates, okay, self-employed, is he worthy of a romantic, well, wow, worthy, you know, Jesus, <laughs> of a romantic relationship? Does he value, does, does his, does he value, Okay, his, he wrote it wrong. Does his value come from his income or potential or neither? Wow, what a question. Uncle, please, let's leave that one. He's <laughs> I can't lie, man. The the worthy part, you know, it really hit me because I'm thinking, bro, he's not worthy of love. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm happy you, you value yourself in the area of worthy, but, you know, the guy's worthy. Um, if the guy... If you had asked me, if he, you know what, this question is a is, is 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 a question that I say it takes wisdom to decipher each circumstance. So honestly speaking, you know, if I'm going to be honest now as a man and, and one that wants to be a father one day, if my if my daughter brought home a guy who had no job and there was no prospect of looking for a job, I'll give him the door and tell him to get out. <laughs> okay, I'm just being real. The flip side is that if he has no job currently and if the income is not solid currently, I know the thickness of life. I know what it is to have money and next minute not have money based on things in life that you can't control. And I don't think any man should be bait, should be, should be, um, should be defined on that or his value or where to come from that. What should, what a real man would do in those circumstances will show what he's able to do in those times to show himself as a man, which is obviously finding out different ways, trying out different, doing different things, you know, in regards to showing himself able, you know, as a man. So I think really and truly, if we're going to talk about value, we're going to talk about worth as a man, it's, it's not an essence of potential and income. It's an essence of, you know what, by default, I'm sorry to go Christian, you guys, but we are Christians here. He's a man made in the image of God. So thereby, by default, he is worthy and he does have worth. 
number one. But number two, you know, is he demonstrating the attributes, the pursuit, the drive? Does he know the vision of his life, you know, or what he's doing, what he's doing? Do you, we need to look at the quality of the man versus the, what he actually has in his hands. You know, and a lot of us men can be, if we're honest, you know, we, we've got friends that were up one day, you know, right now, nowhere to be seen. We, we see men that one day, all they had was a dream, but they put some work to the dream and they're somewhere now. So I, I need you to, I need you, I need you to, 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 to challenge him on, on, on his attentions, his direction, on his dreams, on where he's going to, and what his plans are. He's actually like, like, is he a man of a plan? That's how you should really, you know, that's after that. So, that's what I was saying in a nutshell. Lazar said, human beings are always waiting for love, but he may not be ready. That's a good question. That's a good statement, actually. Does he have a plan? Is he in a particular season? What state is he in life? These are the most important questions to ask. I 100% agree and salute that. That's what I wanted to say in a nutshell. If he has a good job, you marry, and he gets made redundant, is he worthy of the force? <laughs> Shell, just get out of this life, please, man. We're just bringing all this smoke, man. <laughs> they had a dream, you know. <laughs> but it's true. And the only reason why I'm echoing this thing because I can't lie to you, like, I'm only been married, well, three years, September. My wife and I, we've got friends. There have been circumstances. Friends were up and life happened and friends are no longer up. I'm going to say up, I'm talking about money. I'm talking about they were fine. Life happens, things outside of their control, by the way. And it taught me a valuable lesson of that is what a man is made of in those times of adversity that shows him us what he's really about. Not what he has when he's comfortable, but what he has when nothing is going right. You know, so... Some of you, anyways, let me not say that actually. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Next question. And I'm going to bring on my lovely ladies who are patiently waiting in the back room. Be ready, my ladies. We're going to talk tonight. Hallelujah. Um, yeah. You don't have to ask me, is there the one? I'm not answering that question. Okay. What does a good confirmation look like? in regards to the confirmation of a relationship and a marriage. Wow. What does a good confirmation look like in regards to the confirmation of a relationship slash marriage? Um, obviously, good confirmation, this sounds like a really, you know, typical black church, Pentecostal, charismatic background, you know, confirmation. Did the Lord confirm this, you know, and, X, Y, and Z. I can't lie. If I was, if you asked me this five, six, seven, eight years ago, I would have given you some real deep prophetic answer. But then I'm just like, now that I'm older, if I'm honest with you guys, I'm 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 seeing marriage more in the realm and the perspective of responsibility beyond trying to seek a confirmation. What, what am I saying when I say that? It's very easy to flip the blame on God when, when he confirmed and things go wrong. It's very easy to be like Adam and say, God, it was the woman you gave me when things don't go right. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, no, I'm not even gonna prophesy. This is real fact. Your marriage will not be all smooth sailing. There will be things that happen. And yes, in one 
perspective, confirmation can root your faith that you know what God said, 100%. And in one perspective, and what I've seen happening more, if I'm really honest with you, is that there's been this thing of, is, and it's almost witchcraft and manipulation where we're trying to use this, what the spirit said and, and the Lord said, and, and we're using that as some sort of like manipulative tool to like bind something together that's not really working. And everything will always, boil, what I'm saying to you, basically, whatever will boil down to, it will boil down to you taking ownership of the choice you made. Are you willing to make things right? You know, so yes, I will say in, in lightheartedness and just not to be too, you know, mm, I would say yes. What, what, what do your parents think about them? What do men and women in your life that you value their counsel? What do they think about it? These are these are tools that I would use to, you know, as confirmation. You know, and yes, pray, seek the face of the Lord. Do you have a witness in your spirit? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. You know. But I'm really, I, I, my goal, I'm really honest with you guys, is to really push a practicality here and really push an ownership here as men that, you know, like, yeah, that we don't just spiritualize this matter so much so that we're, we're pushing away the responsibility of making a choice based on confirmation where, you know, does what you're doing match up with what you believe? You know, do, do have you gone through, you know, yeah. Yeah, I hope you, I know you guys here can hear what I'm saying. You know what I mean? So I, I really feel that should be the case. But like I always tell my brothers anyway, we're not pagans. You know, we're spirit-filled believers. You know, if you're going to make a decision, I, I would hope it's under the guide of the spirit. So, you know, I would hope that you are involving the Holy Spirit in 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 in, in, in approaching certain individuals and in, in actually, you know, seeking out, pursuing things in another level. So in doing that, we don't wait for a moment to pray. Is this you, Lord? We we actually are being led by the Lord in how we're doing our things. You understand what I'm saying? But many of us don't do that. If we're real. We just like what we see and we go over there, we do a thing and blah, blah, and then we wait because, you know, to ask where we need confirmation because I don't, I'm not really sure. I don't know. Lord confirmed, you know, and I'm just like, bro, you know, you spent nine, eight months, one year plus with this woman and now you're asking for confirmation. My brother, get out! <laughs> get if I was God, I'm saying I'm saying silent. I'm saying, bro, it's on you. <laughs> so um, yeah, awesome. I heard the answer suffice. Yeah, guys, I'm pushing you to be men that are led by the spirit in all that you do. Amen. And if you do it that way, I think we'll have less casualties, you know. If we're gonna call ourselves spirit-filled believers, you know, if God lives in us, you know. Not saying they're gonna make mistakes or not have failures. I'm saying that you know what I think in this area, when we put the value and the sacredness back on it, um, I think when we approach it and handle it, there will be a fear of the Lord upon us, where you know we will we will with this confirmation that we're seeking, which is just really us trying to get God's green light on moving forward, would happen a lot earlier, you know, or not at all. So in Jesus' name, amen. So um, we've got some more questions. And I think these questions that we've got next, you know, it would be nice to hear some, some female perspective. So for those of you that were on our Instagram lives a couple of weeks ago, we had a wonderful lady, you know, he, he, was, he was like, 
you know, my wife's, um, 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 what, do you, what do you call them? Chelly Des or whatever, I don't know, but did, did, Susan was coming on smoke and this lovely girl in the comments was coming on some smoke. And I said to myself, I must see this girl on this life in this month of July by fire, by force. So we have the lovely and Bonsu in the building. Hello, dear. Hello. Hi, everyone. I hope Hello. everyone's doing well. Hey. I'm going to free. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I cannot complain at all. It's nice to see your face. I'm sure the man, them are, we know where, we know, we know who this is. We know, we know what she said. <laughs> It's time for us to get her, guys. Get her, get her, get her. I'm joking. No, thank you for thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing yourself, and thank you for your future contributions to tonight. The elusive embassy. Wow, in it, Emmanuel. And we have also my fair sister, who is also making a grand appearance tonight. My gosh, she's coming here. We've got two girls and one guy at the moment. But yes, the, the, the unveiling. <laughs> my lovely sister, Ola. Greetings, my dear. What's up, yo? We good, we good, we good, we good. I'm all right, man. What are you telling me? You good, yeah? I'm good, you know, I'm good, I'm good. I'm ready, yeah, I'm, good. I'm ready for the conversation. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> well, Mad. Emmanuel, I can say, well, are you available, bruv? I'm, 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 I'm woman out, bruv. <laughs> is that right, fam? <laughs> Tosta, are you available, fam? This is not right, fam. But we bless the Lord. So, guys, like I said earlier today, one of the um, one of the goals was to really get um, um, also a female perspective on this, so that we have a round-rided um, um, view on how we're going to progress forward in this area of girls, girls, girls. Wow, I'm in Asda, you know. Wow, no, no problem. <laughs> um, of girls, girls, girls. And, you know, we're able to see things from both sides of the coins. I think that's wisdom. I think that's being, you know, um, and being wise. That's us actually, you know, having an informed decision on how we're doing things. And we're hearing both sides of the coins and we're able to move forward as one family, as people of God who, who you know, were, were in our hearts of hearts, we're here for another while. Like, like Bonsi, you've got bare fans in the comments. Like, what's the, what's the, your people came out today? Yeah, they showed it. Say again. I said they, they showed it. Say no more, fam. Say no more. So they showed it. No problemo. So initially, guys, we're gonna start with some questions. You know, I would I will answer, um, and then um, I will allow you girls to to bring up. So thank you, my bro Anthony. Thank you for telling me to bring the vim. Thank you, bro. This is Men's Monday. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, man, them. Let's show out in the comments. Hallelujah. She's famous. It's bait. She is famous, man. She really is. Just bringing smoke. So, ladies, um, you've heard a few comments that I made. I, I would actually like to hear, before asking any questions, you know, what, what, were the, what were your views on the, the confirmation question, so to speak, actually? You know, do you, or do you have experiences where guys have said to you that God said that we shouldn't be together and stuff? Or like, you know, you know, you know, talk, talk to me, talk to me. Um, I, not that we shouldn't be together, but, you know, I've had the God said he or my wife type thing. And, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, see, I need, yeah. I need my own glass. I don't have no, 
I don't have no medication my own glass of water. But yes, I've had plenty, plenty of yeah, God said it on my wife. And yeah, it just didn't resonate with me um, in my spirit. And um, you know, I've had to make some uh, tougher decisions on boundaries um, because of that, unfortunately. Um yeah, I just think when it comes to the whole confirmation thing, like we're all Christians out here in these streets. We all have the Holy Spirit residing in us. And um, I think you will know when something is off or it's not resonating with you. I don't think God is a God who will just leave you in just the ether um, to just kind of, you know, figure it out yourself yeah. kind of thing. Um, especially on such a big decision as like a relationship, um, you know, you know, courtship, leading to marriage, whatever. Um, I just think that God will just make the signs clear. So. Okay. Christians in the streets, hallelujah. Amen. Yes, okay, cool. Allah, what's your view on that? No, I completely agree. I think if the spirit didn't tell me to then who's really who's really wrong here like I think that's a bit very techie because I think it's actually can be manipulative in a sense but that's a conversation for another day okay oh yeah I've had it I've had it before I've had a oh yeah I think the Lord really wants us to be together Mm. but yeah no the Lord didn't tell me to so or not together. <laughs> when we girls say these things, yeah, it's just what were these like the initial conversations or were these things that were said like during the talking stages or you know I don't know I don't know how you lot are doing your relationships these days, but were, were these things the initial conversation of like of how they were trying to move to you or was it a thing where you were friends and you just came out and said yeah God said you're my wife just just to get some context obviously came he was not. He was lying because he's not your wife right now. So, you know, just want to understand, you know, were guys saying this on the get go, or were guys, you know, was, what was this? What, what's mm-hmm. this? Wow, it was, it was a friend of me still. Yeah, no, it just came out of the blue. On yeah, all the all the all the times that it's happened to me, it just came out of the blue. So, oh, all the times. Okay, sorry, sorry. Hey. Wow. <laughs> wow. She said the Trinity. Yeah. Said, the Trinity. Said, wow. A threefold I'm telling you. Wow. wow. Okay. My name, in the name of Jesus, do not do this anymore. Hallelujah. We don't ask the woman in our initial thing. We're not her friends for five years and we say, God said, am I right? You know. Mm-hmm. Just talk to her, take her up, sweet her up, and then make your intentions clear. Literally, I'll say exactly that Aya, because you can't just you can't come out of the blue and be like, oh yeah, by the way, God said you're my wife. Huh? Like <laughs> I don't even know you. Where do I know you from, Uncle? I've seen you at church once, and now wow. all of a sudden we're bound in the spirit. No, <laughs> sorry, no. Um, oh, yeah. No, it's true. Because no, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued, and I'm, I'm, I'm having free time. So I'm thinking, wow, like this is a, um, a popular thing where guys feel maybe, maybe guys think it, they, they look deep and spiritual when they say to you that 
God said, you're my wife. Maybe they think that's a brownie point. Maybe they think that that puts them up spiritually that they can hang out, you know. But yeah. clearly for you, ladies, that's a turn off. If I'm correct yeah. in saying that then, yeah? I, I, think, I think for okay. me, if you know, just keep it to yourself. Um, yeah. And the actions and the progression okay. of relationship or relationship will confirm that. So, um, you know, we can't just okay. be friends and there's no kind of sign of any romantic interest mm-hmm. that they just pop up and say, God said you're my wife. Um, for yeah. me, that's a red flag. That's, to me, that screams manipulation um, yeah. and control. Um, I'm basically, you're basically saying, I don't have a say in this. That's basically what you're saying. Exactly. I, I feel like when those kind of things happen, it's like, I feel like backed into a corner kind of thing. So, yeah. And I feel like men feel like women want this like super spiritual guy that hears from God every second. And God told you to eat Cheerios this morning, not Weebix. That's what you're doing. And they, they, they be over spiritualized and everything instead of it to be like a calm situation where you get to know each other and it moves into that kind of phase. I feel like, yeah, because women are shouting like, oh yeah, like man of God, man of God. And I think guys see that women want a man of God, then they try and do everything over spiritualized as opposed to just being like having normal game conversations. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a red flag. Red flag. So basically you you are seeking out um guys just to be normal and not feel like they need to prove uh, a spirituality to you guys in regards of their ability to hear from God, but to actually show them a life or uh, you know actually live out and you know actually practically you know, demonstrate themselves to be men of God and how they talk, demonstrate and lead you. If, if, if I'm if I'm hearing correctly from you girls, because I thought maybe there's, there's been a show of I heard this and, you know, God said this and there hasn't been actually a lifestyle or a um, interaction or communication of, of your intentions or where you're showing me what you think God said to you kind of thing. Is, is, that, is that correct in saying that? Um, I think there should be a balance. Um, for me, the scripture that comes to mind is that okay. God is not in word, but it's in demonstration of power. So there has to be a balance of lifestyle and a demonstration that, okay, you're legit. Um, you know, And that demonstration of power comes through um, the fruits that you produce because it's through the Holy Spirit that you're going to produce those fruits. So um, it's all connected. Okay. It's just... Don't be so hyper-spiritual that it's like you're in the clouds and there's chariots behind you, you know, every single day. And then don't be so, like, laxy days where I'm even wondering, like, is anybody in there? The last time you read your Bible, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't just quote John 3, 16 all the time. So, you know, don't know any other scripture in the Bible. There has, so to, be, there has to be a Bible. There has to be a Bible. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Because I feel like you can't, if you say something all the time and then you don't have any action to back it up, then you're not saying anything. But then mm. if if I'm there also wondering, like, what does this person have a spiritual life? Then that's a, that's different as well. So I think don't be too extremes. Okay. Okay, awesome. Guys, I hope we're taking notes. I hope we're taking notes. I hope we are taking notes. There has to be more to a man than that. Don't just come up with that line. Your actions and your intentions doesn't match match up. Okay, cool. So you, you're not looking for consistency and 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 and, and people that are, are saying what they're um just, you know being what they're saying. Okay, 
the thing is, he may have had heard God say to him, speak to him, but I agree, he should be kept to himself. God lets him know how to move forward. And again, women are more likely to have had God speak to them later on. Yeah. In, in my circumstances, it, it's, it's more like women are the ones that are hearing God very loud and clear than the men. And then, you know, anyway, shall I not go there? Is this the same as Mandem asking for what your favorite verse was after service? My Jesus, I've mercy. Wow. Okay. <laughs> 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 Next question. <laughs> Christ like oh wow. oh wow all right ladies then we've got a question um let me see okay my gosh you don't really went for the for the l okay let me see sorry i was i'm just trying to see um okay 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 cool we've got some few more questions so i'm gonna start off with this one actually it says um would you advise a couple to continue if fornication has occurred multiple times in a relationship or to cut it? Um, I'm asking again, would you advise a couple to continue if fornication has occurred multiple times in the relationship or to cut it? I'll let you lot go first if I drop my bomb. Mossy, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go first? Okay, so I think there needs to be a break um, okay. you guys might be you know it for each other love each other but I think for a period of time there needs to be um, some kind of break some kind of involvement with your you know accountability partners and there needs to be a conversation because if this is going to be habitual my god it's going okay. to ruin your witness as okay. a couple it's going to ruin your witness so there needs to be some course correction um, before moving on. And, you know, sometimes really difficult conversations need to happen at that crossroads. Um, it may be that, look, you've both got a problem and problem plus problem is prob there's more problem. So it's not going to go in a direction where God is going to get the glory. So for me, I'm not saying completely, you know, that's the thing. But I'm saying get your accountability partners involved and possibly have a break so that you can like reconvene with God and, you know, sort out an is this issue because it's not just lying, it's fornication. So and there are specific, you know, um, I guess consequences when it comes to fornication mentioned in scripture. So I think it's something yeah. that needs to be um, addressed. Pronto. That's good. Yeah. For me, it screams three things. It screams that you guys are lacking accountability or are not being accountable correctly to those that you're accountable to. And then it shouts that, um, yeah, there's a problem, like you you guys have a problem in, term, in the area of sexual sin or sexual morality. And then it shouts that, um, yeah, you guys need to take a break because there's boundary issues there as well. That's good. And I, wanna, I would, I would want to know like what, what are you guys doing or what situations are you guys putting yourselves in? Again, boundary issues that is allowing you guys to to find yourselves there on multiple occasions. Like it's not once or twice. Like I feel like multiple is reoccurring. So yeah, you're making a habit of sin. What? Yeah. I've, I've heard about habitual and habit of sin. <laughs> My Bible tells me that's 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 a that's a very that's that's the intentional way of living. The Bible says you're questioning whether you're even saved actually, you know, actually. You know, mm -hmm. first John. 
second John. Anyways, but I would say um, I, I definitely agree with Bonsu. I definitely agree with Ola. Um, and I would say, um, yeah, even like what Bonsu said, it, it may not be that you're not meant to be together, but clearly there are parameters in your relationship that need to be checked. And, you know, maybe a break is necessary for you guys to really evaluate what it is that's really going on here. Because, um, you know, I would even argue that, you know, this 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 friskiness you're having before marriage, you know, you're not really laying down a good foundation for how you want to enter marriage with, with, with the fact that you're able mm-hmm. to cross such a boundary that should that, that should have such sacredness and value and was created for the thing that you actually want to enter into, that you're actually dishonouring right now. I'm not, I'm not to like hyper, you know, sexual sin, but it is one sin that is done against the body. My Bible tells me that the two become one. So I, I, I want to know what are we doing against ourselves that's going to affect the union of us becoming one. That'll be my answer. So, so I think, you know, you don't need to fear the Lord in your relationship. You know? Fear the Lord means to depart from evil. <laughs> Come on. See, we don't hear this gospel no more, you know. <laughs> yeah, the fear the Lord is not a bad thing. It keeps you from evil. You need to fear the Lord in your relationship. You need some love for purity. You know, and, and and I think, you know, something like falling, you know, falling, you know, something like having sex, you know, it takes two to tangle. It takes an environment being set. It takes certain things to happen. And clearly you lot should never, ever be alone together until you say, I do. Be extreme with it. If you actually want to guard it and value it, you know, so I question your your your, your valueness and sacredness on, on the actual acts and whether you, you know, are you being trivial with it or are you allowing yourself to, your relationship to be led by you know your flesh how you feel and what you need and what you you know what you even want or are you actually letting your relationship be shaped and led by you know the spirit of god and his words so that's what i would say so i would say yes take a break evaluate get everything in your life and do not be alone together ever again hallelujah praise his holy name in jesus name. <laughs> Tonight we see the real answers, ladies. You know, okay, this is a good one because this one comes from the ladies. So, with constant messages on social media saying that men are trash, not good enough, and not needed, how do I cope with the pressure of being a man? My God, (laughs) let me read this one again. (laughs) With constant. Not once, mm. not twice, but with constant messages on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, that men are trash. I think I need another guy to come on to answer questions, actually. You can come here as well, still. Um, I'm not good enough, I'm not needed. How do I cope with the pressures of being a man? You know, let me give you two dynamics in this answer. But if I'm honest with you, ladies, um, when I first read this question, I just thought, if I'm really a man, I'm not a boy, I'm not going to be moved by hearing men are trash. That's not going to affect you. <laughs> gang, gang in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be moved by, you know, what the masses are saying, I'm going to be real with you. You know, the, the, you know, maybe it's the ego in man versus that. You know, Barney girl, whatever you're saying, I know what I am. Um, you know, so I, when I say with that thought, bruv, if 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 that's what the pressure is, men are trash. Then bruv, oh, come on. <laughs> but then reading reading the whole question a, a bit more, and him having to add not needed, 
and then how do I cope with the pressure? Mm. And clearly, I think the reality is that he's already has pressures. Mm. He already feels not needed, and the men of trust has just been the, the you know the, the you know the the, 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 the icing on the cake. Yeah. So it's almost as if like um, that constant message speaks to an emptiness in him already, or speaks to an area of, of need, and speaks to an area of pressure in his life, whereby he already secretly feels and thinks on things, mm. and then from now he's also constantly being fed these things for what you see in the media all the time. So um, you know, just just to even be you know gracious and to be you know pastoral with, with the question, I think you know. You know, this is why I believe things like, you know, shameless plug, but it is what it is. Things like Men's Monday, things oh, like yeah. seeking community, things yeah. like being around other men that are on that journey with you and other men that are going to head off you really bring a reality check and, 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 and a direction and a paradigm to like, you know what? Social media isn't real life, number one. Right. You know, um, you are good enough, number two. You know, number three, you are needed. And, and, and number four, you know, that pressure that you think is there to kill you, I'm going to give you wisdom, a lot of pressure to actually make you. Come on. That's what I would say. So the reality is this. He needs to find context to decipher why and how the pressures that he feels he can't cope is actually there to make him and not to destroy him. And that he now needs to find value in other men affirming him that he is needed and he is good enough because he is a man of God. Mm -hmm. And that way there, I think it allows, you know, maybe his intake of social media or maybe the wisdom to even come off social media to not allow to be fed a message that's not a reality of a few years. Mm. Yeah. What, what, what do you say? Well, that's good. That, that, I completely agree with you. I think for me, what I'll just say is instead of continuing to bash our men every morning, <laughs> you guys should be praying. You should be on your knees praying for the men. Praying for the men. Men are trash. Men are, who are you going to marry them? Oh, what? Oh. Gonna, gonna please roll true before I do. <laughs> do you know what? Yeah, some men are not worth marrying. I'm not gonna lie. Gonna some of you are it's not you, man. Yeah, but some of the men them are not worth marrying. Okay, so say single. <laughs> but explain I'm saying I feel like it's like it's easy to to bash. I think that's my, I feel like there's a lot of talking, but then there's not enough, there's not enough work in terms of really trying to build up the men, do you get what I mean? It's like, I just But feel okay, like, now I think, I think that's a lie. And Gio, I don't think that's true. I feel like we'd be bigging up our men like no man's business, you know? So I feel like it's actually the other way around. Trash is bigging up the men. <laughs> no, but it's not everyone that's calling men trash. Exactly. Like, there's a, there's a subsection of women that are calling men trash, but most of us are not. Most of us are big enough our men in the background. We're big enough our brothers in Christ. Exactly. We're big enough our black men. We're big enough all of this. Even. I would have said it's us, you know, still. <laughs> so, so, so what is it? Sorry. Okay, can I just ah. address um, the actual, this, this yeah, comment that's come through? Um, yeah. You know, I'm a bit of an analyst. So for me, this, this <laughs> look, Susan, yeah, just please, can you have my back in the comments? <laughs> but um this comment is coming from a man right um Tosan, you can share share those whispers with us
<laughs> right. So he says, with constant messages on social media saying that men are trash, men are not good enough, men are not needed. How do I cope with the pressures of being a man? Number one, if you are a Christian, for me, how do I cope? That means where you're gathering your strength from is wrong in the first place. Yep. Where you're looking for validation is wrong in the first place. We don't look for validation it on social media because social media is like this. One minute someone's on, one minute someone's cancelled. So right now the in thing for some women is that men are cancelled, men are trash. But you do not find your identity on social media. You find it in the word of God. So you find it in God. Who, who has God said you are? And number one, like, we shouldn't be coping. This, this is, coping is not the, this, that's not our lifeline out here. You know, we've heard Ayo say plenty of times, rest in him. So, you know, I'm, I, I'm only a little bit like this because of Tosin's comment, but I actually sympathise with um, the person who's written in because it is, it can be a little bit of a jungle out there in these social media yeah. streets. Um, but please, men of God, do not find your validation, acceptance, um, you know, all, all that stuff from social media. You know, we, us women, we are rooting for you. We genuinely are rooting for we you. We actually are. And, you know, we want to see you healthy, better, stronger, wiser, you know, fitting in in all the echelons and communities and, you know, doing, doing what you're supposed to be doing. Please, for the love of God, get on social media, plug into the source and regain your strength. Hallelujah. Okay. I'm going to click for you, sis. Mm hmm so good answer. It's a good answer. As long as we, you know, we can challenge, we can confront, but we must speak speak life, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you know, Nana came with the source and then, you know, she spoke life. So we, you know, we give her we give her parts where it is due. But yeah, literally, I think, you know, once again, our foundation is being exposed, you know, the roots are being exposed. And, you know, if we're going to be real as Christians, you know, we go through this continuously with our journey in life where God is, you know, you know, exposing but maybe how we've built our lives and where we know we're putting our trust and our value in things that don't suffice, you know. Wow. And, and we're, we're allowing entry points into our lives that are speaking to these wounds that are now, you know, are undermining us rather than lifting us up in what God has actually said. So, men, you know, Come to Meds Monday. Amen. Yes. Community, you know, practice, apply what you're being told. You know, actually seek out community. Actually seek to be around other men that are on the journey with you. I think, you know, one thing we can all testify is that it's, it's normalised what we have made really big in our lives. To right, they not what I'm going through. The Bible says temptation is not it's common to all men. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What's what's up? I am not that unique that what I'm going through is, is just what I was going through. Right. There are a million other men going through the same thing, and you know, it takes their ability to, to speak to it, to speak on it, you know, to, to, to confess, you know, to hear, to, to receive, to really experience that freedom that God has designed in community. Hallelujah. Amen. Ola, do you have anything to say, or should we move on swiftly? No, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Praise God.
Praise God. What Nana said. Okay. Apparently, they are God the women that are pushing this agenda. I know that ain't need to, so we bless the Lord. I don't, I don't, I don't see them, but we pray for wow. them anyway. Okay. As Tosan says, there's grace for you. There's grace for them. There's grace, man. There's always grace. There's always grace. There's always grace. Always grace. Always grace. Oh, all right, man. All right. I've got some reinforcements now oh, in the building. Hey, 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 hey. A fine, hey, 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 single man of God. Wow, the man, the man himself, the man himself, JC Hendry. <laughs> hey, <what? laughs> I know you ain't talking about me. Wow, wow, okay, we're waiting for you, bro. Right. First of all, apologies, apologies to everyone. Um, I literally just finished the meeting just now. Um, and yeah, I'm from hard working man. <laughs> I don't, you're not, listen, listen, I, I, I told you it's an important board meeting, I can't like avoid it. But I tell you what, I've got a feeling you've been throwing some bars, so can you just like <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess what he's here, Jermaine and Bonsi's here from, from Instagram. From oh, wait, which one's in Bonsi? Sorry, sorry, I don't know who's here. Before, <laughs> Hey, nice to meet you in Bonsu. Okay, I see names. I see names. Okay, say yeah. no more because obviously yes. you've been very loud. You've been very loud. So, <laughs> is the, is the energy is the energy reflecting your fame online, or is it is it only Twitter fingers? What are we saying? What is it? What? <laughs> okay, okay. Right. She, she's been faithful. She's she, she, she's got the smoke still. She, 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 she's she's mm -hmm. Still, yeah. She matched the energy. Right. She's not. She's not right. a keyboard warrior. So we thank God. So, and greetings, brother. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Cool, man. Yes, yeah, And did, did you hear the, the last question, JC? I missed it. I missed it. Sorry. Is it? Um, I should. Um, I should. I didn't know I was proper going into this thing proper. I should have. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, cool, man. I'm you look fine, man of God. I tell you, look yeah. fine, man. Of God. Right, now, um, the, the, the last question was um, with constant messages on social media saying that men are trash, not good enough, and not needed. How do I cope with the pressures of being a man? Wow. <laughs> okay, so with constant messages on social media saying that men are trash, which is a lie, um, not you. good enough, and not needed. How do I cope with the pressures of being a man? Wow, man. Are you asking me to actually answer that question? <laughs> it's, you know, do you know what it is? First of all, to address this whole men is trash um, rhetoric, I really believe um, that it is coming from an agenda of um, hurt, you know, um, and it goes, it goes on both sides. It goes on both sides um, because there are a lot of bad things that men have done over the centuries and from the beginning of time. Um, and a lot of things that has happened in a lot of lives in our generation that's inexcusable and stuff. So, you know, not making any excuses for anything that any man has done that is wrong and not right in the eyes of God or all men, you know. So that's number one. Um, but what is unfortunate, what is unfortunate is where hurt hasn't had the opportunity to heal. Um, and so for the for for the women that have been hurt, um, or even men, because it's not just a woman thing. Men been hurting men too, 
<laughs> you know, or abusing men too, whether it be psychologically, sexually, or anything like that. But anyway, um, the whole concept of an understanding of men being trash, um, the danger of that is not only is it a sweeping statement, um, but it's also not addressing the problem. Um, you know, it's just we live in this whole kind of say what you want thing, you know, say what you want culture. Um, without actually going into the layers and the depth of what the actual topic or what the cause of what that whole thing stems from. Um, so having those consistent bombardments of messaging, men is trash, men is trash, really devalues um, who men are, you know, and what our, what our responsibilities are and what our roles are to play in this equilibrium of men and women. You know, if, if men are trash, then who are, who's covering you? <laughs> you know, if if men are trash, then, then, no. then, then the priest of your home is trash. You know, like, we, we have to really kind of just address this from a biblical point of view, because otherwise we're just kind of just chatting, you know, like the, the man of God that God has placed in your life can't be trash because God didn't form trash. You know, everything that God made was good, right? Was good. So, so, so if that if, so if that's if that's the case, then if we're to be fashioned in God's image, and if we're to be, um, you know, effectively reflecting His glory, and if, if we want God to be changing us, because no man is perfect, um, but in order for us to be changed and transformed, we have to allow God to do the work. So, if God is really working on us, and if us as men, and just talking to the men specifically here. If us men are really being changed and being transformed accordingly to God's plan for our lives as to how we are to impact and bring influence in our circles, there is no way that we can adopt the mentality that we are worthless. We can't be worthless and be in the same conversation with God. There's there's no there's no correlation there. Our value isn't based on what people say about us. Our, our value is what does he say about us, <laughs> you know? Who does he call us to be? Um, so that's 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 that. Who's who's um whose report do we believe? My God. Um, do 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 we do we believe the report of Twitter and what's trending or oh, no. or, or not? <laughs> you know, like what what's the most what's the most important thing? What's the most salient thing? Um, so yeah, with the whole consistent and constant bombardments of social media, listen that social media is a double-edged sword, man. <laughs> we can get so lost in the source of that whole thing. It's dangerous. And if we're not careful, if we're not careful, we'll find ourselves be, becoming a victim. How many times, how many times do we like habitually go on our phones um first thing in the morning before we've even prayed, before we've even opened a, a scripture, we go on our social media platforms. It's the first thing most of us do, you know, and it's the last thing we do. We fall asleep that just swiping on no. our the new, the new Bible, the new God. <laughs> like we're, we're addicted to hearing what people are saying about things. We're addicted to hearing conversation without actually communicating to the source. You know, what, I think part of this whole untying from this toxic habit of hearing different voices starts with us really addressing what is the most important thing? What's the most important message? Who's the who should we be engaging with the most? If we engage ourselves more with what is uh, these constant messages of menartrash.com or whatnot, 
if we if we associate ourselves with that being the most important thing for us to engage with, then we're going to lose our own self value. We're going to lose our own sense of what's important. So um, to answer the actual question, how do I cope with the pressures of being a man? Is to actually reconnect with who called us a man, <laughs> you know, who formed us as men, you know, who's fashioned us, who who are we meant to ref, um, reference as uh, as uh, as an example of what it means to be godly, God himself, you know, so rather than trying to tie ourselves with proving, no, no, men ain't trash, man, no, you can't say that. Okay, now what? Now that you've gone and got everyone all on your side on Twitter, then what's next? Because you can you can get a thousand people agreeing with you on Twitter one day, and the next day that same thousand people are going to be slaying your head. You know, like, it's we don't have to prove a point to anybody on social media there's an, there's no point in this the the <laughs> it's better to be a good man in real life and useful in your home and useful with your circle and and being a and being an example of what a good man is yeah. than it is to try and convince people on social media of what it means to be a good man be the example of what it is to be a good man people people will see you as the reference rather than see your words as the reference we, like that's i think if we just switch what's important and go back to the source because like, i come i remember from from school days we didn't have twitter what was what was so what was social media in 2001 please <laughs> 2001 mark zuckerberg was facebook did not exist so we were in the playground we were playing bulldog man you know yeah. what I mean? Like, we were all, all kicking ball. Big rush on that, fam. Yeah, big rush, bro. You better make sure that... Yeah, big rush on that, fam. Yeah, playing... You're doing low cuts. You know what I mean? Before all the social... Some of us men, but we're so focused on the things that don't matter. We forgot to come back to the roots of what matters. The real, real life. Real life, man. Real life situation. Real life is what matters. Real life, man. So let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back to what actually matters: human interaction with our with our people. It, it makes more sense. It makes more sense for us to actually be influencers with real people in real life than to try and be influencers in a space or a social sphere that holds no real weight. Yeah, like and, and without without that sounding condescending because I'm a digital manager. I know that on social media that you you can be an influencer. You don't have to physically see people. But what good is it to to be influencing people you don't see and have no influence on the people you do see? Come on, yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah, yeah going on that it just it goes on to like um community in it. It's a, that's I think that's the most important bit. Like community, like women are sometimes in the church we seem to have a bit more community than men like so for example i'm part of coffee and prayer whoop whoop shout out to us yeah. there's, there's, there's people like four twelve men as well oh, yeah, but there's four twelve men as well so i think yeah just plug into community man that's the most important Absolutely. Well, jc thank you but we just came and brought a sober word as you can see, ladies, he's not as handsome. He's a man of the word. Hallelujah. He, was, he gave us a bishop word just there. You're, my friend, you're actually my brother. He came on here and spoke a five-minute sermon, bruv. <laughs> I, I don't know what's been going on, so I'm just coming in fresh with 
whatever. <laughs> Do yourself, bro. But my, but girls, we've got one more guy to invite. <laughs> it's, o- it's only okay. right. It's Monday that we don't play equal playing fields. You know, it's still our ground. <laughs> my broski, my bro, a fellow minister in the building, Sean Rashid. How you doing? Hello, people. We all Hello. good. We all good. Please, where are you in traffic, bro? I'm in. I'm actually in my car because I'm at work. Yo. I popped down to my car quickly for about another half, half an hour, so I got to go back. Jeez, wow. Say no more. The manager levels, yeah. So over to you, my bro. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> no, nah, but that's awesome, man. I, I hope I, I, I hope all of us are, are, are receiving wisdom and counsel from what's being said. I hope we're all, you know, you know, are, are, are actually taking notes and taking heed to what's being said. I feel like a lot of us have brought some real substantial counsel and advice and word that if we actually apply, we'll definitely see change in our lives. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, next question. This one's juicy. You know, I feel like it might be a bit of a spanner, but let's see how it goes. It says, why is it that when a woman is acting up, the man is often blamed for a lack of leadership. It seems like there's a lack of accountability among women. I'm gonna say it again. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I, can, I can hear my wife coming to come and answer this question. <laughs> Why? <laughs> when a woman is acting up, the man is often blamed for a lack of leadership. It seems like there is a lack of accountability among women. I don't know who should go first, guys or girls. I think maybe just let the girls let go. Let okay, okay, babes. <laughs> let the girls go first. Come through, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> Come through, Susan. Now, guys, let's go.